everyone, welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. So I have a question for you. Uh-huh. So I got a DMV letter. Uh-huh. Saying, the wonderful DMV. Yeah, they're awesome. Saying that I need Praise to do me. <laughs> saying that I need to do a smog check. How wonderful. I know nothing about what a smog check is besides the fact that we check for pollutants uh-huh. in the car. Yeah, so l- let's start with smog. Uh, so, do you know what smog is? Bad stuff that Bad comes stuff. out of the car. Like the smoke and stuff, right? Uh, is that considered smog? Yeah, basically. Uh, so, let's let's take a step back and think about like what could possibly come out of a car that we want to be like wary of. Um, so, what are the ingredients that a car uses to make it go burr? There's gas. Yeah. There's fire. No, fire is a result of it, but it's gas and air. Air. Okay, so uh, those are the two basic ingredients. You know what gas is, like roughly speaking? Yeah. Like Gasoline. Yeah, like what's it composed of? Uh, I fell chemistry. Uh... You're, you uh, majored in pharmacological chemistry. That was like Hint, ancient, organic chemistry organic, related. Or or, uh, or okay, so, well, it's what oxygen. Is, no, no, no. Okay, well, there's oxygen, but uh, what is organic? Like, what is the the nitrogen? No. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop you there. Okay, I'm gasoline. Cut all this out. No, leave it in. It's excellent. Uh, so gasoline. Can I do a quick Google search on what gasoline is made of? To save Petroleum. Petroleum. Okay, let's stop there. Uh, gasoline is basically carbon and hydrogen. That's okay? what I meant. Yeah. So, like, if if uh, if anyone says something is organic, uh, just think of carbons and hydrogen, and you're good. This water is organic. Water is organic, right? Water is not organic. Neither oh, is salt. Water's... Oh no. No. Anyways. Uh, so gasoline is a long chain of carbons all hooked together, and then there's plenty of hydrogens. Uh, and if you've ever taken something that's made of carbons and hydrogens and you lit it on fire, uh, it flames up. It's a good fuel source, uh, and therefore we use it to make little miniature explosions, uh, and it makes our cars go burr. Uh, so go burr. Yeah, burr. Um. Okay, so we have our gasoline, which, as I said, is carbons and hydrogen for the most part. Uh, There might be trace amounts of other stuff, uh, but that's what it generally is. Uh, Then, the second thing we have is air. uh, And air is composed of what? Hydrogen. (laughs) No, there's very little hydrogen in air. (laughs) Oxygen. Yeah, there's 20% of oxygen. Okay, that leaves 80% of... Nitrogen. Nitrogen. Yep. Excellent. This is like a chemistry test. Yep, and then there's like 1.2% of water and then like trace amounts of CO2, uh, which it turns out those trace amounts of CO2, if you double them, catastrophe. Uh, But that set aside, so you have mostly nitrogen and like a third, a fifth of that is oxygen or a quarter. A quarter of that uh, is oxygen. A fifth, a fifth of the air is oxygen. Whatever. Four fifths, there, nitrogen. Uh, and then you have hydrocarbons, okay? So you put that all into a little tiny, uh, like, space, and you light it on fire, uh, and then it makes a little explosion, makes the engine turn, uh, etc. And then once the engine is done, it evacuates that air that just went boom, uh, and it spits it out of the back of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, now, something you also... Uh, learn when you're like just starting off with chemistry 
is the concept of complete combustion versus incomplete combustion. Do you remember any of that? No. Okay, so complete combustion is when you have a fuel source and you light on fire and it burns to completion, meaning all you get out of it is CO2 and water. Does that make sense? You don't get any carbon monoxide uh, and essentially black stuff that did not burn. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay, so uh, this is a problem in cars because you don't actually get complete combustion all the time, especially as the vehicle ages and starts sprouting little leaks here and there and stuff like that. So uh, what you end up with out of the back of the car is you get your CO2 and you get your water, uh, but you also get uh, trace amounts of carbon monoxide, which is bad. Like that's poison to us humans. Um, And you also get nitrogen oxides because you had a bunch of nitrogen in the air and you basically exploded it. It's kind of unhappy and some of it got mixed in. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and nitrogen oxides—they are bad, bad news. Like if you ever do any uh, chemistry experiments in the lab that involve nitrogen oxides, you are always in the hood uh, because that stuff is very bad for you. Um, and some of it gets created and spit out of cars when you uh, gas cars, obviously, uh, when you when you use them. Uh, and then the last thing that can come out is the unburnt carbon which is generally in the form of carbon-hydrogen-like links. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these uh, like are still available to be burned. They just did not burn in the initial explosion, and therefore they're kind of donezo. So all of this leaves the car. Now, for the most part, you're not really going to see uh, any of this. Most of these are like very like clear compounds, Um, So you're not really going to see any smoke coming out. The most smoke that you might see is from those unburnt carbon and hydrogen like chains that are kind of left behind. Mm -hmm. And that is what leaves the black on top of the muffler. Mm. Like if you've ever cleaned the muffler, it's like pitch black. It's it's essentially a bunch of coal that's like accumulating and sticking to it. Um, And if you've ever driven behind a school bus... Uh, you've known that there is a lot of that stuff that suddenly comes out of those school buses. Um, And California being the place that it is, uh, is full of cars and full of cars driving long distances. And therefore, it was a problem for a very long time uh, that the pollution was going up because of like all of this, all the cars that were driving around. Mm -hmm. Now, it turns out the pollution is not necessarily caused by these immediate pollutants. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something happens when they hit sunlight, and being in sunny California, this this happens a lot, uh, where sunlight will then react or be used to react the nitrogen oxides, which is either NO or NO2 or NO3, uh, etc., Uh, And it will react to those with other things in the air to create a bunch of ozone uh, and much more dangerous chemicals. Uh, So the sunlight will like catalyze these things and make them worse. uh, And that's what turns into smog. So smog is not necessarily what comes out of the car. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's what uh, that stuff does once it reacts with stuff that's in the air, uh, be it like little bacteria or whatever. Uh, just anything that's in the air will react with these very reactive chemicals and start making smog. Um, and one of these chemicals is um, ozone. Ozone is O3. Mm-hmm. It's basically if you took two very happy oxygen 
uh, atoms and put them together, you get O2. It's a very stable-ish molecule. Uh, And then you decided, hey, I'm going to put an extra oxygen on this. And then it's very reactive. Wants Mm -hmm. to cause all sorts of mayhem. And you can smell it. It's actually quite uh, odorous. So uh, you end up with a whole bunch of bad stuff in the air. And California and like Los Angeles in particular were seen as like miserable pits of pollution because of the way the valleys are shaped and the way they accumulate sun and therefore the way they accumulate the smoke in the air. Um, And that's what smog is. It's smoky fog. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wouldn't be until like you get a clear rainy day uh, that you finally see the true blue color of the sky Mm -hmm. uh, because you're so used to the smoggy color that is like left behind. Why does it just collect at the top and not just like dissipate? Well, it collects everywhere, but because these are heavier molecules, they stay lower down and they're not swept away by the currents of wind higher up in the atmosphere. Does that make sense? And then uh, ozone, like that's fine to have very high up in the atmosphere. In fact, ozone is caused naturally by UVs hitting oxygen molecules, which splits them apart. And then those bare oxygen atoms, they really want to attack something. So then they attack other oxygen molecules, make ozone. Um, and then those ozone molecules are very like happy to lose an oxygen to a UV ray coming in. And that's why it protects the Earth. So us uh, having that fiasco in the 80s or 90s where um, the ozone layer was getting depleted because people were using hairspray, uh, not just for hairspray, but for all sorts of reasons. Uh, That was a big problem, but that's more or less healed by us not using uh, chemicals that would reach those upper stages of the atmosphere and destroy the amount of uh, ozone that we have. Mm -hmm. So uh, we now have a situation where uh, early California, I say early, it's like 20 years ago, uh, California has like tons, 30 years ago, 30 years ago, uh, California has tons and tons of uh, smog and it's not a great place uh, so California decides to uh, do something about it and they basically come up with what results in the smog check uh, which is a way for uh, California to impose and mandate on vehicle owners that you need to make sure your car uh, is not adding extra pollutants into the air um, and by it not doing that the general environment around us can be less toxic as a result So older vehicles are subject to, or as vehicles age, and I don't want to say older vehicles because older vehicles are not subject to it, uh, but as vehicles age, they are asked to get these smog checks to make sure that they're still working as designed. And if they stop working as designed, then they need to be repaired. uh, So that way they start like meeting these standards once again. Uh, And if you have a vehicle that cannot meet these standards, you won't be able to get it registered uh with the dmv Mm -hmm. so that's basically the idea uh that the whole system um uses uh now you might be wondering how like what is a smog check really checking well it's checking the presence of carbon monoxide which is poisonous to humans uh and carb and nitrogen oxides which are equally poisonous but also cause the smog Mm -hmm. um so they basically connect the machine up to your muffler and they put your car onto uh, wheels, uh, basically a giant treadmill. Not, it's not actually a treadmill, so but it looks like one. Yeah, and they run your car at a fixed RPM, and they see over an X minute period of time how much stuff comes out of it. 
And if it's just carbon dioxide and water, you're good. Like there's nothing we can do about that. That's you're burning hydrocarbons. You're going to get carbon dioxide out of it, but it's not, uh, it's not poisonous. Um, now if you do get any of these, those other things, then you need to get your car repaired. And generally what this means is either the engine needs to be inspected for like causing something, uh, drastic, or you need a new catalytic converter. Um, and catalytic converters are favorite things that, uh, tend to get stolen in, in, uh, in Los Angeles for whatever reason. Uh, they are responsible for doing two things. One, they convert carbon monoxide and HCs, um, so those hydrocarbons that didn't get burned, they convert them into water and carbon dioxide. And it just does this through, um, through a chemical reaction at 400 degrees Fahrenheit, I think I read. Um, so catalytic converters need to be hot and therefore they are like stored next to the engine or very close to, so that way they can use that warmth to like catalyze the reaction. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the first thing that the, they do. Uh, and the second thing that they do is they uh, do, uh, I forget, there's, like, there's, a, there's a term in chemistry, a redux reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and that redux reaction will break down the nitrogen oxides into nitrogen gas and either oxygen or combined with the hydrocarbons or carbon monoxide, CO2 gas. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how we essentially eliminate, uh, via high surface area, all the bad stuff that's coming out of the engine and make sure that it all gets completely combusted and we turn the nitrogens back into what they started as, uh, before it exits the vehicle. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what makes, uh, everything work well. And if you can pass a smog check, that means your catalytic converter and your engines are doing what they're designed to do. Uh, and they make your cargo. Cool. They they gave me uh, the paper. A report. Yeah. If you want to look at it. Cool. Maybe after. Okay. Uh, one last thing I wanted to mention, uh, because California has the the Environmental Protection Agency of California, uh, because they have such stringent like requirements for vehicles. Uh, it actually turns out that the rest of the market tries to meet California's standards before selling any car. Because basically that means that they won't be able to sell a vehicle in California if it can't meet these standards. Uh, so by California having these standards, like as a side effect, you end up with cleaner emissions everywhere in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Because they had to meet like this one state's requirements. So, um, I thought that was a cool little side effect of all this cool and that's why your car needs a smoke check awesome you seem fascinated i am totally fascinated by everything you said bye bye everyone thanks for listening